Hi, I am Chris. I am a physician and an advanced weight loss coach. This is the podcast for you if you grew up in an environment where saying no to food offerings is like rejecting your mom, your parents, your heritage. If not cleaning your plate was frowned upon, but perfect bodies were not only praised, but expected. We're faced between the tug of war between weight loss and keeping the family together. The family wins, right? If you feel you hurt someone's feelings by saying no to their food and drink offerings, you are exhausted of dieting and have resolved to believe you are not destined to lose weight, but deep inside you still have a desire to achieve it, you are in the right place. I will teach you to free yourself from food drama and restrictive dieting so you can have fun and enjoy your journey towards permanent weight loss while still preserving those family ties and celebrating your cultural heritage. Hello, my friends. How are you? Welcome back to the podcast. If you're listening to this, the day that it airs is the Friday after Thanksgiving. How was that? My brother was here and I was just so happy. I get so happy whenever I'm able to spend some time with my siblings. It's just magical. I love it. And what about you? Do you have a good time? I want to pause for a minute and tell you if you overate yesterday, please stop shaming yourself and feel guilty. Please go and eat something today. Don't starve. Really, like I've been there. I've been in those Fridays after Thanksgiving where I'm like, I did it again. I stuffed myself yesterday. I'm not going to eat anything until Monday. And then, of course, only to find myself um, gobbling up again on the turkey stuffing, making myself some sandwiches with the leftover turkey and stuffing um, and, some, and some delicious Puerto Rican bread, um, like around 2 p.m. that Friday because I was so hungry because I hadn't eaten anything. So just know that shame and regret will not help you at all to move forward with your weight loss goals or with anything really in life. When we dwell in guilt, shame, regret, again, we are going to go where our attention is. So stop focusing on yesterday. What can you do now? And the answer is not starving. <laughs> what can you do now? How can you take the best care of yourself now? Really? I've been there. I've been there. So again, regret and shame will not help you at all. I'm not saying to be like, oh, I'm so proud of what I did yesterday. I mean, it's okay if you overate. It's okay to sit with the discomfort of it because again, we are motivated to do and not do things because of we want to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So yes, telling yourself the truth and even journaling a little bit about how really unpleasant it felt in your body to overeat, how unpleasant and yucky you feel right now, how unpleasant and emotionally drained you feel right now or foggy headed because of overeating yesterday. Yes, it's okay to acknowledge that because then in the future, Maybe for Christmas Eve or day, if you remember how unpleasant this feels right now, you're going to be like, 
hey, listen, maybe another, you know, slice of pie or another bread roll. I think now it's going to make the experience more enjoyable. But remember, remember Thanksgiving Day? Do you really want to feel like that? So, yes, sit a little bit, you know, with the unpleasant feeling, with the discomfort of your mind, of your body right now. It's important for you to tell yourself the truth. I'm not saying like ignore how you feel, not at all. It's very important that you tell yourself the truth of how unpleasant it feels to overeat, but not with shame. So this is how it sounds differently. One thing is to say, oh yes, I feel really, um, I don't know, I, I get heartburn. So I would be like, oh, I have a heartburn. I also get a headache. I feel kind of like hungover whenever I overdo the sweets on the day before the prior day. So I would be like, yeah, I feel foggy brain. Like if I'm going to go work out, I feel really heavy. I don't feel as agile. I feel like just kind of like yuck. It's just a very yucky feeling that I used to ignore again because I would be beating myself up. So I wouldn't sit with the reality of how uncomfortable it was. So I was like, yes, I would describe it. I would get, I would grab pen and paper and be like, I have a headache. I feel foggy brain. I don't feel that sharp. I cannot move as well. I feel cranky. I don't want to play with my kids. I don't like this feeling. I thought I was going to enjoy it more by eating more. But the reality is that I didn't enjoy it more by eating more. And then I would tell myself the truth. But that sounds very differently than this. Oh, you're disgusting. You're such a pig. You're such worthless. You're so weak. You're never going to get this right. Do you see the difference? So I, I really wanted to tell you that because it, one, will move you forward when you're honest with yourself, but the other one is going to keep you stuck in the same cycle. And again, if you need help with this, Just let me know because this is exactly what I do with my clients when we're coaching. This is exactly what we work on. So again, just take care of yourself today and then watch for the tendency to start fantasizing about January 1st whenever you know you want to avoid feeling the discomfort of right now. Remember, we always wanted to be seeking for pleasure and avoiding pain. So just watch whenever you're starting to tell yourself the truth of how uncomfortable you feel right now. Watch for not stepping into shame and regret and beating yourself up, but also watch for starting fantasizing about January. Oh, it's okay. I'm just going to, you know, be a new person in January. I'm going to start this new diet. It's all going to be great. <clears throat> so, you know, be watchful of that. Because we feel so bad in the moment and feel so, you know, what I was saying, kind of like a little bit disgusted and have some shame for once again overeating that we then try instead of sitting with the discomfort in a non-shameful way, which is what's going to move you forward. We then try to escape those feelings by reassuring ourselves that we will finally perfect come January or Monday or the first of the month, right? So whenever you notice yourself thinking about fresh starts, quote unquote, there is probably some perfectionism thinking, and that's what I want to talk about today. And again, we do this because we cannot stand to stay in the present moment, 
because we don't like ourselves how we are right here, right now. So again, perfectionism thinking can be sneaky. So watch for those thoughts that are like, oh, I'm going to start fresh tomorrow. I'm going to fresh start the first of the month on Monday on January. When you're starting to think that, there's some perfectionism thinking because we cannot stay again present in the moment. We do not admire ourselves in the moment. We are waiting to be a certain weight, a certain size, get the degree, have a next amount in the bank account, or be the Pinterest mom who doesn't yell at their kids to finally feel proud of ourselves, right? We're waiting for that, whatever it is, to finally feel accomplished, finally feel proud. The problem with this is that since we cannot tolerate being in the present moment with our actual selves, we cannot plan in a way that suits us for success because we cannot acknowledge where we are at. We make these perfect unrealistic plans that then guarantees that we're going to fail or that we won't even try. Sometimes we don't even start. Because again, we make this kind of like super perfect or platonic plans. They're like, oh, there's no way I'm going to do that. So we just stay in this kind of like fantasy world. And then we just kind of like keep spiraling down because then we trust ourselves less and less. And then we we're just start becoming to feel hopeless, which is really how I was after I had my third child. I was like, I remember telling my husband, I am like, there's just no point in me even trying to lose weight at all. So I could not stay present with myself in the moment. So for example, you may have the goal of having a fit body and you're like, yes, one day that's what I want. But then I ask you, so what are you doing right now? Oh, you're like nothing because, you know, I'm waiting for that and that. I'm waiting for my kids to be this age so I can finally start working out. But what about start by walking five minutes every day? you're going to be like, what? That's not going to help me at all. But seriously, how fantasizing about it while watching Netflix on your couch helping you? Isn't it better to walk five minutes a day? Maybe a workout session once a week? But you think, and that's how I was when I say you, it's like us. <laughs> we think that's unacceptable and feel worthless to do so little, then, then you do nothing. It's kind of like when I have my clients or friends that approach me, oh, I want to lose weight, but I don't have any time. I tell them, you're eating something right now, right? So just leave two bites behind. They're like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, I mean exactly that. Eat whatever it is that you're eating right now, the same thing. Just leave two bites behind. But then their brain goes like, well, but that's, 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 that. Because again, you're thinking either I'm doing you know, like grilled chicken and kale and fruits and, you know, clean eating or whatever, or I'm not doing anything at all. But your power is in the middle ground. See yourself being stuck when you're thinking it has to be a perfect certain way. Okay? So... Do you see how this perfectionism mentality is actually stopping you for going towards your goal? And again, the word perfect may not be on your brain, but 
whenever you're not doing anything because you're waiting for that perfect situation, for the circumstances to be in your favor, for the stars to align, just watch yourself. Like, why am I not doing like the bare minimum, right? Why am I not doing anything? And it's usually, again, because you're waiting for that perfect moment. And I am all about setting goals. I'm a goal junkie. I think it is the way we can evolve into the next best version of ourselves. But we need to be very careful that we don't set a goal thinking that once we achieve it, we're finally going to be happy or that finally we're going to prove our worth or that finally we will feel accomplished. Because when we assign such an emotional load on our goals, we will feel terrible about failing because we're going to meet that failing. We're going to mean that we're worthless, that we're never going to be happy, that we're never going to um, finally make it. And again, your success will be proportional to your willingness to fail. So that's why we cannot have such an emotional investment in the end result of a goal, because we're going to be terrified to try, because we're going to be afraid of failing. And failure is a hundred percent required on your journey to success. So how do you know you're setting a goal out of perfectionism or setting a goal that will serve you? First of all, how does the goal make you feel? If it makes you feel amazingly well, like today, for example, Friday after Thanksgiving, and, and you know, you're like, oh, yes, I will lose 30 pounds by January. And you feel like that's totally doable, feels you cozy, happy inside. Then you're probably thinking from a perfectionist mindset. And you're just trying to escape your current reality. When you set a goal that you actually think you will achieve or that it's probable that you're going to achieve it or that you know that you're at least going to give it your all, you feel excitement, but you feel nauseous, really. Kind of like we call it in our coaching circle, barf challenges. <laughs> because you are very well aware of what's going to take for you to actually do it. And you're foreseeing those failing moments. And you're like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Okay. A second clue that you know you're setting a goal that will serve you versus a goal um, that you're setting out with a perfectionism mentality is, are you willing to start right now? Like right now, are you waiting for tomorrow? Are you waiting for Monday? Are you waiting for January 1st? Whenever you think that it's better to start fresh tomorrow, that is perfectionism mentality. Doesn't matter if it's 1 p.m., no matter what you had for breakfast, no matter how you spend your time, you can always start right now. And if you're thinking, no, I'll start fresh tomorrow, again, that is perfectionism. That is all or nothing. That is, you cannot sit where you're at right now and do the best step or the best next thing for you right now. You think that you either have to go all in from the moment you woke up or otherwise it's not worth it. And I'm asking you, is that even really true? Like, take a 24-hour period for a moment. Let's say you binged all morning, which almost never happened, really. Most binges, binges occur in the afternoon or evening. But let's say you ate, like, you know, 
whatever, in the morning you overate. What is it better to keep overeating the rest of the day? Or to see like, oh, hey, I can start right now leaving two bites behind. Like seriously, catch yourself with this thinking and ask yourself if that's even true. Okay, what's the best decision now? Your power is in the now. Okay, so whenever you go about achieving your goals, it is never perfect. When you think it has to be perfect, the first first time you fail or do an overeat or miss a workout or something goes less than perfectly planned, you're most likely to give up because you're going to think it's not worth it. Okay. And again, your likelihood to succeed depends on how you handle those less than perfect moments. What are you making them mean? I'm going to say that again. Your likelihood to succeed depends on how you handle the less than perfect moments. Okay. And finally, if you tell me your goal, like I was saying, is to lose 20 pounds by January 1st, and you tell me you're super confident you're able to do that, and then I tell you, okay, so you will lose four pounds this week, and you're like, oh, no, there's no way I'm going to lose four pounds this week. Then we know you're fantasizing about the future, but not really bringing it to the present. Okay, so whenever you have a goal, bring it to the present. Okay, if I want to make $100,000 in my business this year, how I'm going to make 8000 this month? Right. If I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a month, how I'm going to like divide it. Okay. So that means that right now, what do I have to be doing? And are you willing to do it? And if the answer is like, no way, then you're fantasizing about it. I'm sorry. So what's the solution? First, you need to be willing to sit with yourself in the present moment and expect for it to be uncomfortable. Remember, you fantasize about the future because you cannot stand yourself as you are right now. But the power is in the now. You need to start staying in the present moment with yourself. Love yourself right now and be willing to commit to a bare minimum. If you are a person who has never worked out and instead of enrolling in CrossFit three to five times a week, Why not start walking five minutes every other day? And then watch for your brain tell you it's not enough and expect it to be uncomfortable. But remember, what's the alternative? Fantasizing about your future perfect body while, you know, eating uh, on the couch and watching Netflix. You know, I remember when I started to working out, to work out, I could not do a single regular push up, not one. And then one day, as I'm progressing, right, I started working out. That day we had to do 10 push-ups. I think I've shared this before. We had to do 10. I wasn't able to do one when we started. And I remember it like today, when that day when I was able to do six push-ups. And I felt so frustrated that I couldn't do the 10 instead of celebrating that I was able to do six. I couldn't, it was so uncomfortable to watch myself in that moment not being quote-unquote perfect. So I'm not recovering perfectionism, let me tell you. I've been there, I know, I'm still in there, and I see it still play out in my in my life in some areas. 
So until then I realized what Chris, like, because again, I was okay with not being able to do one, but I wanted to jump from being able to do zero to do 10 and my friends, like seriously, where's the logic in that? Right. But that's our brains. That's how we are. You know, we are wired with those thoughts and then we just need to be aware of them and questioning them. And I wanted to give up. I'm like, this is worthless. I'm only able to do six. Like, seriously, I was thinking that I was so bummed. And then I just cut myself. I'm like, Chris, seriously, you're doing six. You were not able to do a single one. The way to get to 10 is not by giving up right now. Do you see how, how just completely illogical that is, that type of thinking? So again, meet yourself where you're at. The same happened to me when I started running. You know, I committed to run like um, three miles twice a week. And then there were days where my kids were sick or we were running late and I only had time. So to run three miles right now, it takes me about 30 minutes, half an hour. So I would commit to those 30 minutes. But sometimes I only had like 15, 20 minutes to work out. And I could watch my brain tell me, oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it because, you know, you cannot do the 30 minutes. So why even run 20? Like, seriously, <laughs> like, hello, like, of course, it's better to run 20 than nothing, but just watch for that. And let me give you uh, a non-weight loss example so you can see that this is applicable really to, to any area that you're working on, any goal that you may have. Um, I've been wanting, I had been wanting to do this podcast for over a year. I bought myself a nice microphone all the setup, but then I looked and a year had gone by and I hadn't started on my podcast because I was just waiting for the perfect setup. I thought that my, my sound was not good enough. I hadn't found the perfect um, program to put it on. I just didn't know about editing. And then my really good friend, David, the one who who edits my podcast and puts it up for me. Thank you, David. Another shout out for you. Amazing. He was like, I'll help you. Let's just do it. And people, I record my podcast in my car with my phone, with no microphone, fancy microphone or anything. So once I just made it easy on myself and stopped having these fantasies about having the perfect setup and the perfect sound booth, and the perfect microphone on the program, all of those things were stopping me from doing something that I was so passionate about. You would not be listening to this. This would not be helping you right now. If I would have kept fantasizing about the, having the perfect situation and the perfect tools to this, to do this podcast for you, just grab my phone, get into my car and record it send it to my friend David. So at least it's kind of like bearable for you to listen to me. Okay. So again, watch for that waiting for tomorrow when things, you know, are perfect for you to do the thing that you want to do. Watch when having those thoughts are stopping you from actually moving forward. Oh, so I have said this before. When we set goals, we don't set them as happiness and fulfillment finish lines. 
the more emotional load you will put into a goal, the less likely you will achieve it because you will be terrified of failing. So what's the alternative? Let's just set goals to blow our minds with what's possible. Let's do this because why not? It can be so much fun showing ourselves what we are capable of just because in the end, it's not really about the goal. It is who you become along the way. You become the person and accepts and loves herself or himself no matter what. A person of integrity who knows you'll do what you said you were going to do. A person who's compassionate with yourself and is willing to stay present in the moment without the need to escape to the perfect version of themselves to feel good about yourself. A person who is not exhausted about getting off and on a wagon because realizes there is no such wagon. It's just life with its ups and downs and that failing doesn't mean absolutely anything about your worth. A person who knows that less than perfect work is what eventually will propel you forward instead of waiting for all the stars to align to provide the perfect scenarios to then consider if you're going to take some action or not. So how much longer are you going to wait? Telling you, in my own weight loss journey, I have had my share of less than perfect moments. And again, I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionism and I'm a former binger. And every single time I had an overeat or I was sick and couldn't work out or I binged, I had to stay in the present and tell myself, this is no reason to stop. This is just part of the journey. And having that conversation over and over and over. As recently as last Friday, a week ago, when I overate some pecan pie, I still watch my brain, you know, trying to just be like, oh, well, whatever. You know, it's all lost. So again, stay present in the moment and be willing to be less than perfect because less than perfect is going to get you there. I love you. If you need any further help with this, I would be so, so honored and happy to help you. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this to be helpful, please rank it and leave a review because by doing so, you make it easier for others to find it. Also, if you would like to find out how to work with me and be part of our multilingual and multicultural community, make sure you visit my website, chrisberlingerymd.com. There is a free planning guide waiting for you there as well.